From a difficult start in motherhood resulting in five months confined to a hospital bed to a series of life challenges, this mum shares her experience and wisdom of what's helped her not only come through tough times, but turn them into something incredible. Awarded with an MBE for what she's achieved through her passion for caring for other mothers and leaders within the caring profession, Ruth shares her story of how she has repeatedly used tough times as an opportunity for birthing something great. Join me as I speak to Ruth Oshikanlu. Welcome to the Empower podcast for mums in business. We are women building a business we love while making a home for the ones we love more than anything. I'm your host, Nicola Hewlin. Join me as I talk to seemingly ordinary women, just like me and you, as they share their extraordinary stories and inspirational advice to bounce back even stronger from challenging times and thrive in business, motherhood and life. So I am really excited to welcome today's guest, Ruth Oshikanlu, who's not only an amazing lady with, I know what will be an incredible bounce back story, but she is also a dear, dear friend. Hi, Ruth. Oh, hi, Nicola. It's lovely to be here today. How are you? I'm good. All the better for seeing you and your beautiful smile. People can't (laughs) see the video. I get the treat of your beautiful smile and I'm sure they will hear it through your voice anyway. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for giving up your time. I know how busy you are with all the amazing things you're doing in the world. So thank you for giving up your time to come on the show. You are usually in the host's chair because you release daily interviews with all your incredible nurses and midwives and today you are in the interviewee chair so thanks for doing that in in such busy times oh it's a great pleasure it's an honor to share my story I always love sharing my story um yes but let's start there what is the bounce back story you would like to share with our audience today Oh, I have had several bounce back periods. And when I talk about three different ones, you would see how they relate. The first one was in 2004 in pregnancy, a routine 20 week scan resulted in uh, my hospitalization in pregnancy for 159 days as I was in premature labor. That was hard because at the time I was a midwife and I knew what was happening to me and I knew I was probably going to be in hospital for a long time. But I didn't know how to handle this. But I did. I had to learn. Then in 2016, there was another period when I had a long spell of flu and I knew something wasn't quite right. And I had to fight to get a referral to hospital And lo and behold, when I saw the consultant, I was diagnosed with a lump in my throat. Thankfully, it was benign, but I had to have surgery three times to remove it. All the three attempts were unsuccessful. So the biggest learning was having to learn to live with this lump in my throat and not let it get in my way. And then this year in 2020, which was a year of celebration, it's the International Year of the Nurse and the Midwife, 
Unfortunately, coronavirus hit the world, a global pandemic. And although I was an independent, I'm an independent midwife and health visitor, I decided to heat the court, go back to work uh, in the front line. And at last two weeks into my return, I came down with COVID-19 and was very unwell for six weeks. But what made it worse was that I infected my son. It was a terrifying experience, especially as every day on TV, I watched one healthcare after the end, healthcare professional or social care professional, one after the other, just succumbed to the virus. Some of them I knew quite well. I also felt that tremendous, tremendous guilt for infecting my son as parents who want to care for our kids we want to we want the best for them we definitely don't want to infect them with anything we have and so that was a really challenging period and it took a lot of digging into my soul to find some strengths first to recover and then to rebuild my life um and it was then i remembered why i feel like i was born Caring is my business. It's the reason why I left the NHS 12 years ago, because I just felt I was not always permitted to show that I cared or cared the way I wanted to, often because of the bureaucracy that stifled, stifled creativity and innovation. And in that instant, I thought, if I don't die, I promise I will do three things. And three ideas were birthed. Virtual mammahood was the first one. And in early March, I had an exciting six weeks to the year. I spent six weeks in the States as part of my Churchill Fellowship. So in early March, I had just returned so invigorated, thinking, oh my Lord, I have learned so much that I want to share with the world. I had learned about trauma-informed approaches, but one of my biggest learning that I could also be a mum to my son. I'm a sole, sole um, single parent. Uh, I'm a, I could be a son to my a mother to my son for miles away. So for six weeks, I'd been a virtual mama. And I thought, you know what? I did it for six weeks. Let's create virtual mamahood. And so I launched this online support platform to support pregnant women and new moms. What I do uh, two days a week is support uh, women who've conceived through IVF or other forms of assisted conception or women who've had a previous pregnancy loss. Unfortunately, many IVF clinics were shut because it wasn't seen as an essential service. So many of those women had nowhere to go and they weren't pregnant because some of them were not pregnant. Some of them are still trying. So the midwives would not support them. So there was nowhere for them to go. So I thought, you know, why not launch this virtual mamahood platform? And as soon as I launched it, oh my Lord, from, I, th I was only focusing on the UK where I'm getting calls from Indonesia. I've just lost my baby. What should I do? And it's just been so fulfilling being able to support women and give them hope. Because years ago, this was me thinking I was going to lose my son. Um, so I'm able to afford, offer that support. Then another idea that was birthed was the Carers Cafe, because so many carers, healthcare professionals, social care professionals, often had no psychological support. And it came back, came as um, 
feedback from some of the platforms that had been launched by the NHS. And people felt, I don't work with the NHS. There's no support for me. Mm -hmm. So I launched this Carers Cafe and it was a daily online support platform just to talk about how the day had been. So you don't feel alone, isolated, because I remember being ill for six weeks, how isolating that can be. But just talking to others, sharing our anxieties, but also a big part of that was offering hope that you can succeed. It's okay to get help because so many helpers don't want to get help. And if you do, if you don't, you burn out and you cannot pour from that empty cup. I always don't want to pour from my cup at all. I always want to pour from my saucer. So there's an overflow (laughs) and I'm always full. So it's like, you know what, you need to keep filling up this cup until it overflows. And that's when you support people. Uh, and the, the care you give is actually better when you when you do that. And the most important one that I really loved birthing was nurses and midwives talk. Because this year is the year of the nurse and midwife. And we have seen globally the difference. Nurses and midwives, along with other colleagues, doctors, cleaners, Uh, porters health and social care staff the difference they've all made collaboratively to supporting people through this pandemic despite the challenges and I just wanted to share the stories of innovation so what did you do when you couldn't see people face to face what did you do when there was no PPE what did you do when you know Um, clinics closed down and during the lockdown because although places are closed down the services continue and so it was just a platform to showcase a different each nurse and midwife you know has been making and just an opportunity to share this with the world so they see the nurse or midwife or student or nursing associate or retired you know clinician the difference they've made through you know through their career to the, the populations they serve but also to encourage other colleagues so they know that they're not alone celebrate their achievements and hopefully attract more people to the profession and to date I have interviewed over 150 colleagues mm-hmm. and shared these the, their stories on the nurses and midwives talk platform and this has earned us more recognition which is my aim and also and a potential award. Not that we do these things for awards, but somehow you do something and then somebody notices. Some are finalists on the Nursing Times Awards, the Oscars of Nursing for the Florence Nightingale Nurse of the Year category. I couldn't imagine wow. myself being a Florence Nightingale. <laughs> uh, but you know what? You sh- you, uh, for anyone listening, sometimes you build plant something and you don't know as you pop that seed in the soil you nurture it. you do not know how it will blossom so just you know sometimes when you pop it in the seed it's not automatic you know you like nothing happens for a long time you think mm-hmm. i remember planting the seed as a kid thinking what happened the plant hasn't come and you look every day every second of the day wanting the seed to pop this plant to pop out you're thinking oh useless seed you did not grow and then a few days after you see a little bud just emerge and you think ah it's grown so sometimes you don't see the difference you make another two things i've done over the pandemic is um 
I was one of the 22 fellows, uh, Royal College of Nursing Fellows, that was invited to write about the work and the difference they've made. And when I published my article, it was selected. So that, that was a big thing for me because when I looked at all the other articles, not much had been said about supporting parenting, in the early years, supporting women who've had assisted con conception. So it just felt so good to be able to celebrate the difference I'm making to these women. But this work, the work I did in the States, learning from my travel there, um, I was honored to have won uh, the first round of the Churchill COVID Action Funding to help develop a trauma-informed program to support health and social care staff to heal from working through the pandemic. And it's a different program because it's one that supports them emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, and culturally. So I just feel uh, it's it's already written. I can't wait to launch that too. So from something that was really a dare period in my life, thinking, oh, I may die. You know, I did it. In fact, so many things have been born from that period of adversity. It's been amazing. Incredible. And, you know, to, to hear about all these new things that were born from the 2020, this 2020 period of, of, of adversity that we're recording in now, the difference that you're making through that. But I look back because you had already received an MBE for everything that you'd done um, throughout your career pre-COVID. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm listening to your story thinking, you know, it'd be so easy for somebody to go, well, you know, I've... I've already done so much and, you know, to, to, to receive an MBA for all that you'd already done, but you did not rest on your laurels, did you? <laughs> you know, when one is so passionate about making a difference and caring, one always finds opportunities to care. And this has been my purpose. Uh, one thing I'm so proud of is being a nurse uh, because it's made me who I am today. Years back as a student nurse, I experienced so many different life experiences, supporting people through them. You see somebody dying and you nurse them through dying until they take their last breaths. And it's then you realize that often we say you only live once, but I believe you only die once. You have to live every day and you have to make every day count. And that has been my biggest learning. So today how did I make a difference no matter how small you know did I call a friend who needed assistance did I you know or and support did I speak with um, a client to, to give them hope all those little things make a difference and sometimes we think oh well I did what I ought to have done but it's the impact it has on this person and years after people are running behind you down the street and you're thinking I don't know you. Is everything okay? You delivered my baby. When I lost my baby, you were there for me. You gave me the encouragement. I was, whilst I was sitting on the hospital bed, you told me, you know what, you're still pregnant. Just focus on that. Stay present. And I'm thinking, I'm just giving you hope. What Exactly what I would want to hear. But it's the 
different in me to the person. And for that reason, you, I always think, okay, how can I use what I'm going through to help someone else? Because one thing I know is I'm not unique. If I'm feeling stressed by the situation, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm terrified, I may be, I may die. You know what? There's so many other people that are feeling the same way and that's why it's imperative that i share my story even if it's to give someone else hope what i did may not necessarily work for them what just giving them permission to free themselves up to find their own creative solutions to whatever challenges they may be going through or ask for help which some of us especially as mums feel that Oh, if I ask for help, it will be show. It, it may show weakness. No, it is actually a sign of strength to ask for help. Absolutely. I'm strong, but I'm feeling vulnerable. I want to regain my strength, and so I need to ask for support, enlist the support of other people. Because I find vulnerability for me is actually a strength. Because then I get to dig down into my soul and say. Ruth, what do you want from this experience? And speak to myself, challenge my mindset, look at what's working. And if it's not working, then change it. Because girl, you're in a mission. So you cannot just go wonder. Yeah, so that's what I've been able to do. And that's why I do what I do. And in, in each kind of, what, each one of your three bounce back stories, there was a, there's a, a word I wrote down. There's like this theme of, I wrote down the word isolation, you know, your first bounce back story of then you said 159 days. I know it's about five months, isn't it? Yeah. You know, five months confined to a hospital bed and you're a single mom and you've got that anxiety and fear of what's going to happen to my baby. And I can, can imagine how, how lonely that, must have felt discovering the lump in your throat. When we have something that affects our physical body, we can be surrounded by lots of people, but at the end of the day, we're by ourselves with that, facing that situation. When you were poorly in COVID, your son would have been in the house, but again, it's lockdown, it's isolation. And I see that as a theme. I think a lot of a lot of people that's that's potentially a universal part of going through tough times is we can feel so alone and isolated i mean what what are your what are your thoughts um what are your thoughts in terms of the impact of feeling alone when you're going through going through stuff and what would your advice be to people it depends on the individual. I find I'm introverted. So I tend to look inward when I am going through a challenge because then I tap into my inner purpose and I find self, I connect with self. And then I feel like this, once I know what I want inside, because I've done it, the work internally and challenge my mindset. And there's two parts of my mind that says, oh, get real. Whenever I come with an idea, oh, Ruth, get real. And then the other side has to convince, what do you mean, get real? You watch me when I do it. <laughs> you know? And by the time I have that conversation, I get to tease out what may be in the way. And okay, so I think this may work, but it may not work for this reason. And then I'm able to challenge 
look for evidence to counter whatever argument the critic in me is bringing up. And by the time I finish that, having that conversation, I'm like, okay, just do it. It'll only get better. And rather than strive for perfection, um, do it imperfectly, but it would work itself out. But I know not everyone's like me for extroverts. Extroverts have really, you know, found this period challenging. It's about being creative. Okay, how else can you be with others despite the fact we're in the lockdown? Mm. And this is one way we've been able to support every single family member. That's one way I've been able to support my clients. That's one way I've been able to support colleagues. All of these things have been virtual. But by the time we see each other, support each other virtually although we're all alone in isolation we're not alone by ourselves we connect so it's about that connection with the inner self connecting with the right people so that they can inspire you the beauty of connection is you sharpen each other's source you know and by the time you rub against each other both of you are sharper and then you go away, you bounce back and you reconnect again. Oh, I tried this, this worked, I tried that, didn't work. And then we share ideas. And by the time you share your ideas, others help you refine them. So we're really never alone. We just need to know who to connect with. And mm. if anyone's feeling alone, maybe once you're able to determine what you want, then get the help you need to connect with the people who can support you to achieve what you want. I love that. And do you know what's popping into my mind is you could do it Ruth style, that if the platform to connect or the group that you would love to join doesn't exist. Build it. Build it. (laughs) (laughs) Build it. In fact, one of the things that made me realize this nurses of advice talk was as a family, we do meet uh, periodically and would have like a family quiz. Uh, And my brother's an actor. So he did some films, uh, little clips. And one of those was, if you build it, you know, from Field of Dreams, he did a reenactment. If you build it, they will come. And I remember watching that and I'm thinking, ah, that's the evidence I need to build that platform. (laughs) If I build it, they will come. So Ruth, go ahead and build it. And you know what? Every week there's many more nurses say, can I be interviewed? I've got a story too. And I think my story is unique. And then they come and say, wow, every single nurse's story has been unique because every nurse and every midwife has been unique. So and, and how lovely that they are asking to come on the show because that was a big part of it wasn't it uh, for you about really wanting these nurses to be seen and heard and and valued because you know I think 2020 um, in a tragic way has helped people begin to understand and recognize um the, the essential work, the critical work that nurses and midwives do, but it hasn't always been that way. So how incredible that you've created that platform that nurses can step onto and are volunteering to step onto to really bring that to life through, through the stories they're sharing about the incredible work that they do. Oh, it's been such a humbling experience. You know how, for me, the analogies, I live in London, so 
sometimes you get on the train and it feels like there's no more space on this packed train. And sometimes you're almost holding your tummy in like, come on, there's more space for one. Come on, people move in. This person needs to go to wherever they're going to. And it just feels like as the, the platform is getting crowded, it's like, come on, people make more space. There's space for one more. There's space for one more. So as people approach me, I'm like, of course there's space for you. Come on, move up the platform. There's space. <laughs> and that's the great thing about your virtual platforms yeah. is you don't, you don't need to worry about social distancing. No. Squeeze we, in, squeeze we, away. Most definitely. Tuck your tummies in. Let's make space. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been an honor and a privilege. And you know what? It's been so much learning for me. As nurses and midwives, we, all we know sometimes is our specialist area. And then you think, oh God, is, can you nurse like that? You know, when you have flight nurses, military nurses, you know, all kinds of nurses. The only nurse I'm looking for is someone working in like on a space mission, you know, in a, I haven't got one yet, you know, who's gone intergalactic, you know, and who knows, <laughs> once we start space travel, yeah. they may need little clinicians to support the astronauts. I haven't got one yet, but you know what? I'm sure at some point one will come. <laughs> Do you know what, Ruth? We've known, how long have we known each other? Is it six oh. years? Yes, yes, I think it was 2014. Yeah, so I'm sure anyone listening into this episode can hear and feel Ruth's energy. I saw it the very first day I met Ruth, and it's always been the same. You you have such incredible energy, and you know, you have been through periods of adversity yourself. And yet, here you are, this insanely, wildly optimistic, bubbly, (laughs) energetic person who is doing so much in the world. And and a lot of it is with mums and our audience tuning into the Bounce Back podcast are primarily mums themselves. And, you know, we we all go through challenges and you work with a lot of people, supporting people who are feeling alone, going through a challenge, experiencing tough times, often the toughest, you know, chapters of their lives. For anybody who is not feeling in a great place, what would be your number one starting point piece of advice to them to begin to turn things around? All the times I have felt a period of adversity, one thing we cannot guarantee is how long it would last. But hope, I find hope is a powerful medicine. We never prescribe an offer. And what hope has done to me, that optimism that, you know what, this too shall pass. Uh, all I need to do is just look after myself whilst I'm down here. And when I reemerge, it's going to be with a big bounce. So just ride that storm. And we can't always control the storm. We can't. But what we can do is grab the sails, focus on the direction we want to go to, and just stare our sails. And that's what I've found I've been able to do all the different times. If it's managing my mindset, if it's managing my inner critique, if it's looking for someone to support me through this so that I don't suffer alone, 
it's just that hope that keeps me going that you know what this storm will pass and you know what i will thrive again but actually do i need to wait for the storm to pass before i thrive no i can start thriving now and almost in an instant you change your state and start to believe possibility instead of focusing on what you don't want focus on what you want so you can attract it and it just motivates you and almost like a magnet draws you to it so oh, that's God. what I have done through all I this love that. start thriving now in the storm and I loved your your vocabulary when you said when I emerge it's like there's no question about whether I'm gonna you know there'll be an end to this and whether I'll come out and I will come out even bigger so when I emerge it's it's really powerful, the, the language that we use when we're talking to ourselves, right? Most, most definitely. And it's one of the things I still question because in, in midwifery and in medicine, we use so many we use so many words and terminologies that don't help people you know failure to thrive failure to progress incompetent cervix you're like oh my lord no wonder these poor women feel like a failure or feel incompetent and we started to challenge the language is there another way we can describe this so we don't make people feel like failures because if we've already labeled a person a failure why do they have to prove us wrong so we are questioning language we use because a lot of it disempowers those we serve and takes away any little hope that they have. Um, yeah, and we can still communicate facts without mm. disempowering those we serve. And we're yeah. always having conversations with ourselves, aren't we? And I think that's a great challenge, isn't it? What, what words and language are we using to talk to ourselves? And, and would we use that with our children? You know, would we talk to our children in the way that we're talking to ourselves during those challenging times? What would we be saying and how different might that sound? And this is what I often suggest to people. What would you tell your best friend? Mm -hmm. You know what? You're, you are, and you should be your best friend. Um, so if you're going to tell your best friend, oh, come on, love, you could do this. You could do that. You inspire. Why aren't you telling yourself the same mm. things? Because you should be your very dear friend first. And the way you talk to yourself is the way you talk to others is the way you should talk to yourself. Hopefully the way you talk to people, it's, it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, most certainly the way you do is positive. You do so much in the world. You're such an incredible inspiration. And although we're coming towards the end of our time, together well I could sit and talk to you for hours and we, we're due a good old catch-up aren't we so. most definitely can't wait for a while can't wait can um and and a party just so our audience knows so Ruth is on the panel of judges for the Empower National Business Awards and this year would have been our third year so our third party because you're an incredible dancer and we always have a good old dance but we missed out this year so believe me when we emerge 2021, <laughs> it will be double party. <laughs> we'll, we'll be making up for lost time. And we lost, will be making the up. The energy we, we should have spent on the dance floor will be spending twice as much. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So we, you and I will have that catch up after this interview. We're In definitely. the meanwhile, I'd love to ask you uh, one more thing. Um, 
to we we always like to ask our guests to leave our audience with a bounce back challenge so either a question you'd like to leave our audience to reflect on or some kind of challenge to them as part of their bounce back journey so what is your bounce back challenge to our audience because i said start now what can you tell yourself today that would enable you to bounce back almost instantly start now because sometimes we procrastinate to the next day but you know what start now and immediately you will see that shift because you start to dream and have possibilities so what can you do right now that will enable you to take the next step to bounce back oh i love it fantastic there you have it listeners what can you do now? And if you're a mom and any of the platforms or Ruth and the type of support that she provides is part of your right now, there'll be links and information in the show notes. Maybe that's your step to reach out to Ruth and go and find out about her virtual, virtual mamahood and, and, or maybe you're a carer and there's the carer's cafe, or maybe simply it's reaching out and having a conversation with Ruth. If if you're interested in any of that, look in the show notes. And we'd love to hear what your right now bounce back step is. There's a hashtag bounce back stronger. You know, do share. What has, what has today's episode um, inspired you to do today, right now? We'd love to hear. Ruth, thank Can I you. just leave one more message yes, for anyone who's, who thinks? Because... One thing that when I look back through all periods of adversity I've had, one thing has helped me, it's perspective. So I spent 159 days in hospital, but in comparison with my whole life, it's a little small blimp. So it may feel like this pandemic or whatever you're going through is lasts forever. But when you compare it with your whole lifespan to date, it's a little bleep that you would not recognize. So just put things in perspective and that just may help you start to find the solutions you need to get yourself out. Love it. Some such fantastic words of wisdom. Ruth, thank you again so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Nicola, for having me. So it just remains for me to say on behalf of Ruth and myself to all those listening, thank you so much for joining us today and we will catch you on another episode. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empower podcast for mums in business. And thanks goes to our podcast series sponsors, Bounce Life. Insurance to protect you, your business and your family. To get your free startup and business growth kickstart guide and to find out about our Empower community, go to empower.global.